0: As Napoleon Hill said, true success is only achieved with the power of harmonious coordination of minds working to a definitive end. On Agent Wealth Network Live, you'll join Dr. Hank, the change maker in real estate, for live conversations with an elite group of real estate experts, including coaches, authors, sales trainers, and successful agents and brokers, from up-and-comers to mega-producers. You'll come away with mindset, lead generation, and wealth-building strategies that will change your business while building a life of joy and fulfillment. And now, here's your host, Dr. Hank. Well, happy day, everybody. This is Dr. Hank, and we are in for an exciting podcast today with Agent Wealth Network, and and of course, Christine there, that uh, we have Agent Wealth Network. And remember, our this whole thing is about how to build your business and how to build your wealth, and I am so honored to uh, introduce to you Christine Lee. Now, Christine is really a fabulous, uh, just a remarkable life she's had. She's been an entrepreneur when she was 16 years old serving um, with the online business, serving 16 countries. <laughs> I'm just lucky to be in America. You know, She uh, did that at 16. She, uh, she has a master's in real estate. She's been a real estate agent, real estate broker, mortgage broker, um, a, a contractor, uh, and a licensed appraiser. I mean, she's been kind of everything. And she's going to help us with really understanding uh, team building and the, the power of that. It's a power language, millionaire systems. And so good morning, Christine. And how are you this fabulous day? <laughs>
1: good morning, man. Yesterday, I got a great night's sleep. So today I am pumped. This is like the
0: perfect <laughs> day to do this. So. <laughs> well, 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 thank you very much. And you look beautiful and you're the most beautiful, not only the most brilliant guest I've had, but the most beautiful too. <laughs> oh shit, so
1: I'll come back anytime if you're gonna speak a little <laughs> wonderful words. You got me.
0: Well, I'd really like to just understand first on being sixteen it's really fascinating and, and what a what a thing, what a life you've had on how at 16 did you have an online business serving sixteen countries? If you could just share a little of that before we get into our real estate specifics here.
1: Yeah, you know, I would say that was kind of my entry into technology, and it was really scratching my own itch. So, as a 16-year-old, um, I had this uh, this insatiable habit for watching um, anime, right? So it's this. Yeah. So there's this world of online video distribution, and um, I that's where I learned to, um, you know, have a web presence, and uh, the community was international. And before I knew it, you know, I'm going to high school and all I'm wanting to do is feed my habit, right? It was a way for me to get from being broke and not being able to access any more content to, wow, this is a way where I can get, you know, free, more free, you know, videos and, you know, anime to watch. And that just, yeah. just trickled into so many other things, actually building a business and wow. having a whole, like, kind of system that I created for it, so...
0: Well, that's fantastic. And um, so were you able to make money at 16? Yeah, no, I mean, I
1: had my own credit card. I had like I would literally have a car full of video and like the post office would send me out a a big old cart. The ones where you can probably put like three bodies in. Right. And um, they're like, they'd be like, oh, there she is. And everything would just like halt. And it it was a lot of fun.
0: Wow. That's great. You know, I've heard about some successes of younger people and like they ended up like earning more money than their parents just offhand. Did any any fun things like that happen where people said, oh my gosh, you're making more than I am?
1: Well, you know, it definitely segued into a lot of cool things and uh, I definitely put yeah. uh, a good number of people to work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's beautiful. Fantastic. And so um, you know you're really a master at this, uh, what you call team building blueprint, and I just love those words and the way that it is. And uh, we talked to people on this uh, show before on on the importance of team, and I remember uh, what one comment was: uh, if you don't get like like an, if you don't get an assistant, you become an assistant, and that kind of stuck with me. You know? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, boy, boy, am I happy I have an assistant? I was thinking to myself. You know, and hopefully other people, if they didn't have an assistant, would, you know, uh, say, yeah, I want that. But so tell us, on well, how do you help us to to uh, build that blueprint and have this this team building and what's the benefit of it?
1: Yeah. You know, and the amazing thing is, is that you run into agents, that get into production. And most at first, like you just mentioned, don't okay. realize they're spending like 50, 60 percent of their time not selling real estate.
2: Right. right so, right. you know
1: another way to put it is if you don't have a maid, you are the maid. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, that hurts even worse. <laughs> I, know. I know.
1: So it's like, okay, what agents don't realize is that, okay, by virtue of not having any leverage through others, they are the, you know, buyer agents, the listing agent, the admin, the runner, the photographer, the, um, the janitor, you know, the everything. <laughs> and so yeah. it's like, how do you get out of that rat race? And so, you know, The next thing that happens just by default is people are like, oh, I need somebody. And they like stick a warm body, you know, onto (laughs) in their business and and they think then they call it a team. What is it really? And then a lot of pain and and trials kind of come from that. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I knew it. This was a horrible idea. You know, they're (laughs) gathering evidence and validation of why they should have kept all of that work to themselves. And, you know, and they can get stuck there.
0: Yeah. And isn't it um, one of the phrases I've heard a lot is uh, I have to do it myself, you know, mm-hmm. that the other person can't can't do it. And <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, no, not that. <laughs> and any comments about is that kind of what happens with them is that they they just can't give and let go and they have to have it this particular way and whatever. <laughs>
1: yep and I would say that is definitely a huge um, common thread amongst people that you know have a challenge in letting go and bringing somebody else on and I want to kind of present something completely opposite of that, right? Oh, right For me when I look at it is I play the not I game like how am I gonna get this done? not I, not I like no and so it's the complete opposite. so then what does that you know where does that put you mentally? It's like, okay, I want to get this done, but not I and so <laughs> What happens next? So then then it's more of a who game, right? Who's going to do it? And if you don't feel comfortable with the who's that you know, then you probably have the wrong who. And so to me, um, being joyful in what I'm doing is very important to me.
0: I love that. Yeah, joyful. It's really, it's the answer to everything as long as you're joyful. And one of the ways to be joyful is, to to do this, not I game, and then then who? <laughs>
1: yeah, and to the degree now, I may be a little bit extreme on this. I'm like my mentality is I refuse to do it. Like uh, I absolutely refuse to do it, and I am determined that it will get done. Uh, right? It's not a, I refuse to do it, and I'll just let it you know slide slip through the cracks and drop the ball. It's I refuse to do it, and it will get done in excellence. So then, what needs to happen? Right. So then the natural thing is, well, it's not going to be me. It's not going to be like out of thin air. It's going to be somebody. Yeah. And so then you start the the dialogue in your head and the journey of, okay, who is this person? And the process of getting the right who making and finding the right talent, really, first of all, identifying who that person needs to be and being super clear about it. I think Mm -hmm. one of the biggest mistakes is that people like get caught on to the uh, idea of having somebody and they're like, Oh yeah. Okay. Let me get somebody. But they never actually figured out like who it's going to be. So it's like building a house. And I think the word blueprint is very appropriate because of that, right? You're like, Oh, I'm going to build a house. So you just like start shoveling dirt and like saying, (laughs) okay, this is my foundation. And you just like slap some concrete on there. (laughs) No, bad idea.
2: Bad, bad,
0: right? You
1: gotta have the floor plan and, and like the vision of what you want to build. Same thing with your first hire. So you've got to be Uh, super
0: clear on that. Yeah. So, you know, a couple of things come to mind. First of all, it's this power of our thoughts on you being determined on, I'm not going to do it. You being determined, though, on a solution. And that is, I'm going to find somebody that does this. And it's going to be really great. You know the person's going to be great it's going to be done great so it's that mindset and then can you give us an example of like maybe who would the first person be and how do you think through that I'm, I'm thinking probably like it's a an assistant and that you know how do i think through that and and really get clear on what i want
1: absolutely and that's that's a great question because one of the biggest mistakes i see uh is that people have the wrong first hire, you know, in more, maybe out of convenience, maybe a little scarcity, people will toss an agent into the mix, right? Somebody else who's a, a producer of more mess. You know, you're already producer of mess. Number one, you know, you won that trophy and now you want somebody, you know, in companion with you creating more mess and no cleanup
0: crew, Right. Oh my gosh. So you yeah. got this
1: ticker tape parade. You're like, yeah, yeah. Mess paperwork, you know, chaos, all this other stuff that you're creating and not, nobody to clean it up. So like the mess just keeps on piling or it, it's either getting dropped Or it's one of you two that's like the worst people to do it
2: anyways. (laughs) And so um,
1: the first role, to your point, is um, someone who is on the administrative side to complement your strength as someone who's in production, in sales, in business development. And so to have somebody strong there is very important. And this is the conversation that doesn't really get talked about, is when you're going for that administrative hire, I want to get very specific on the fact there are different types of administrative hires, different levels of talent. I really want to articulate because there's I have three categories that I like to talk about. One is the entry. Right. they are the people that, yeah, they're a kind of closest thing to warm body and they may be capable, but no experience. And you're going to have to pour a lot of your time into it. Now it happens that way because typically they are less expensive, right? They, you don't have to pay right. them as much, and so that seems attractive at first. But then you're still trading dollars for time, right? You're paying for that three-year time, even though it's not actual check writing, and that right. does translate into check writing. And so um, when you have someone who's new talent, you have to know whether they can grow into something bigger. So there's new talent that may not know the business, but they may yeah. be, um, you know, very capable and can take it to the next level. Like, they have that capacity. Yes. And then there's new talent that just is going to, like, stop at, like, halfway point, and that's about it. That's max. But <laughs> people hire thinking that they can take it the next two levels and then bang their head up against the wall saying, why? You know, I've reached yeah. my max. And, you know, not knowing that there could be a max, not knowing where that limit and threshold is, and hiring for the future, not for the now. Yes.
2: And so. Yes.
1: That's the first level. But then uh, and then there's a the second level. And so I'm just going to go to the other extreme. Someone who is experienced, capable, ready to take charge, like rip the roll out of your hand and say, get out of my way. I got this. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: That's like a match made in heaven. And of course, everybody would love that. Yeah. To have that type of talent, obviously, it's more expensive, but it's worth it, right? It's an investment, right? Right, um, right. And if you have the right person, they will absolutely bust you through to the next level as quick as possible.
0: But do you have a source to get these people then? Like, uh, like, is there a, a place you can go that has entry level, like kind of assigns that? Or how do you get these people? Where do you attract well, them?
1: Yeah, uh, so there is some of the staple ones that I see that are the hottest ones right now going to be your good old sphere referral network, right? People, you know, um, other yeah. business relationships and mm-hmm. especially the ones that are talent. I say birds of a feather flock together. So one talent yeah. can identify another talent and they actually do a lot of the filtering work for you. Right.
0: Oh, right.
1: You've experienced that before, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a fantastic opportunity. I actually uh, can have a, the ability to measure talents of people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, again, it's another step on that, but and it takes a little bit more. But there's actually 67 talents of mankind, and if you could be able to measure that and then know, which, you know, I can, it saves so much time, but your way is so fabulous because of this. You get talented people, and those talented people, then... Uh, They know other people. And so everybody knows somebody's talented or you ask, you know, friends, uh, hey, who do you have or who's a good assistant for you or whatever? And then talk to them. And that basically is what you're saying is that sphere and just getting into those people. If you can't measure them uh, with a diagnostic tool like I have, the way is to get to know them.
1: Yeah, well, and um, the diagnostic tools, you know, different assessments and, you know, yes. uh, measures of sk- raw skills, skill, skill sets in addition to behavioral styles, they all go, still go through that. This is just the initial Aye. part of actually making the contact. So there's no exception. Everybody goes through a set of different assessments that at least I have as part of my process oh,
0: to okay. identify
1: both on what I call raw, raw brain power as well yeah. as behavioral match.
0: That's fantastic. So we have the entry level, and then you said there's two other levels. And before we get to that, that I just have a feeling that a lot of people have this idea about, oh, it's costing me money. And can you help us with a little mindset on how to look at that and to realize that it actually is an investment and a return on your money?
1: Absolutely. So number one, whoever you hire should give you three times um, return on whatever you are paying them, right? Wow. So when you look at how you're going to grow your business because this person is on your team, that's the math number that you're shooting for. So just point like if, and again, that's like a separate process, but knowing that that is a thing, I want to articulate that today. So by no means is this a charity project of saying, I just want Definitely. to hire somebody and just break even, right? This okay. is a money maker. You put $1 in, at least three or more is coming back out. So that means you do that all day long. Beautiful. If you beautiful. have the right hire. Yeah. The next thing is is that how's not having anybody or in and, and you might even have somebody and you need the next somebody, right? But how's it working for you right now? How's it working for you to run around like your chicken like a chicken with your head cut off? And not have breathing room, not spend time with your family or friends. Right. And so not only is it an investment that's going to give you a positive return, but number two, there's a point where you just say mentally, I'm going to buy my freedom. Like it is my time is worth a certain amount of dollars. I will buy my freedom because that's going to enable me to not burn out and have a longer career that I enjoy and stay joyful about it.
0: You know, Christine, you mentioned a couple key words now again, and you, you already before mentioned joy and this, this idea of joy, but freedom. And really, those are two of the top reasons why we actually come here is to experience more joy and more freedom. And so you're giving us some answers on how to practically do that to build a business and build an empire.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and these practices, what's so cool is I talk to a lot of people, um, a lot of my um, clients, they have aspirations or they are in the middle of having multiple businesses, right? And so I just want to emphasize that this practice um, of finding talent and getting the right match for you is not just for a real estate team. It's for any business you can have. You know, it's just over and over. That pattern is reusable wherever you go, whether you're selling shoes or you're selling widgets or you're building homes or doing flips or investments, whatever. The whole concept of having great people around you to leverage you out that's pretty much a lifetime thing.
0: So is that w- one of the things you do is you actually find a the talent then? I know that I- one w- way is, you know, for me to go attra- attract people that are, are uh, feathers and fly, you know, fly together. That that uh, But uh, do you do that as a service?
1: That is not a service. I teach people how to do it and giving them the yeah. exact language and, um, you know, the exact tools and um, exact dialogue um, for, you know, everything step by step.
0: OK, great, great. So we have an entry level. Anything else on that before we move to the next? Uh, I think there's three levels.
1: Yeah. So I think we can pretty much cover the entry level is that, you know, you either have somebody who's entry who is got a very you know short limit. Um, and uh-huh. then the second is that, you know, that they have other limits, but that you need to make sure it's going to take time for you to discover that. It's not like, oh, I met them for the first time. They seem brilliant. Yes. <laughs> and you stamp them as long term, you know, like next level yeah. talent. Um, yeah. You really have to make sure. It's I look at it this way: for any talent, it's like you're submitting a case document, right, to a judge, and you're defending their right to be labeled as talent. And if anything, <laughs> this sounds—I know this sounds a little bit harsh—but they are guilty until proven innocent. Okay? <laughs> meaning guilty. They are non-talent until, yeah. until they are proven to be talent. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right? And, and don't they have a tendency, people, to just hire themselves? In other words, oh, I really like that person. And so what they do is they duplicate themselves and like, no, like, for example, if you're real outgoing, that you want an assistant that, you know, isn't very outgoing and likes data and you don't and, you know, does all the different things. But typically we hire ourselves. And is that one of the pitfalls that we have to when we want to get uh, build the team?
1: Yeah, especially if you're the rainmaker, the producer, the, the person in biz dev, you have a high energy profile. That's very typical. So then yeah. you're connecting with other people who are high energy and <laughs> you, you like you connect with them. But they're the exact opposite uh, behavioral style that you need in your business. And so right. if you don't have an understanding of behavioral styles, which I would say it would be like the first critical step, I would definitely invest and recommend anybody who's looking to build a business more than themselves To really invest your time in studying, you know, uh, the the human behavioral traits, you know, the disc being another really common tool. Um, And there's other great tools out there, but that's a great like ABC of behavioral styles. But not just knowing it on a surface level, um, knowing it on an interaction level, like cross personalities. Right. And I say like the tug and pull, the push and pull between the two. Mm -hmm. And then you can appreciate your kind of opposite, your yin yang, your compliment. Yeah. And know what you're looking for.
0: And do you provide that service then, uh, to get to know the different behaviors?
1: Yes, that, that is part of you okay, know, the training great. that I provide for my um, coaching clients. And we go awesome. deep into it because okay. there's a lot of challenges that come from that, especially when you're new and you're like, oh, uh-huh. this person is like, and why why are they grinding against me, right? <laughs> it can be healthy or not. And right. some of it is perfectly natural. And mm-hmm. I was, um, you know, having conversation somebody in the class where they're like, oh my gosh, this push and pull was totally natural. You I know, mean, he was a CEO and his CFO was, you know, pulling and he was not aware of the natural kind of balance between the two. And he's like, oh my gosh, if yes. I were aware of this, if I only knew like that was natural and that was healthy, right.
0: it could have been,
1: you know, interpreted and appreciated at a higher level and they may still yes. even be.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It could really be an asset because typically you just want people that are what I guess maybe the opposite of who you are, which typically you wouldn't be hanging around a much, right? (laughs) They wouldn't be, you know, your friends. So we have that entry level. And then where do we go from there?
1: All right. So um, it's just being cognizant of what type of talent. So there's no, um, I don't want to say there's a right or wrong. Certainly I have my personal preferences, but know that there are differences in your, you know, hires. And so let's just go to the other end of the extreme because the middle is the middle. Um, but the other one is, you know, the experience level of talent, because the middle is someone who's not green has some experience, but not quite like at mastery level, right? So somebody who has absolutely all the tools and skills that you need, um, to bust through and take it to the next level. There's very little teaching there, you know, obviously the nuances of your business, but not how to be as that role, right? They got that down pat. They have a track record, you know, a mile long and they've done it over and over again. They're proven. All right, yeah. get somebody like that. Hold on to your seats. If you have the right person, <laughs> thinking get out of their way, let them do their thing. Right now, you want to. Um, in the beginning, you want to certainly um, keep tabs and you know be in sync with them. But once they get past yeah. a certain point, woo, let them loose. You
2: yeah. know. And so, yeah.
1: if you have that type of talent, and you and again being cognizant of what category you want, if you know you want that, then you know you're not going to settle for anything less. And when you yeah. go to whether it's You know, your strategic alliance, um, you know, folks that you have other business relationships with, your language will be very clear. I'm looking for somebody who has a high level experience in what I don't know, being a CFO, you know, project management, executive assistant, you know, and they are like the cream of the crop. Right. They are at the top of their game and they just make stuff happen. And, you know, they're like a cut above the rest. That is the type of talent I'm looking for. And you're like very much passionate about that when you're sharing your needs for talent.
0: That's great. Yeah. Being clear of what you want and then being able to share that clarity. And so uh, particularly in real estate. So let's say I'm a real estate agent that what are the main positions then that that you would uh, help me hire for?
1: All right. So the flow will, as if you're coming from a place of being a single agent, the first hire will definitely be someone administrative, right? right? And that administrative person will then take all the paperwork off your plate, whether it has to do with listings or marketing, right? Mm-hmm. And then as you continue to grow and you're able to take on two, three, four times the business as you used to, since you don't have to worry about all the mess, then right. the next hire will also be an another administrative assistant, right? Because yeah. you're going to fill them up, and if you're really working it right, um, then they're going to have a lot on their plates. So then one really kind of hones into being a transaction coordinator, um, and yeah. that's that person is a lot more detail oriented um and compliant in nature more so than somebody who might be more on the marketing side you know and managing yeah. your sellers or you know has a little bit more of that um eye characteristic in the desk
0: yes and yes, um, so the, you have that blend that influencer that outgoing mm-hmm. person for the, for the marketing and so uh the the first one that i hired the first admin then that really you can find out what they're good at and then the second hire would be okay that first one doesn't have those. Here's what I'm looking. So it actually can add to your clarity of who can fill in the gaps and the first one that can't do it. Is that how you would play that out?
1: Yeah, um, because since the first one is kind of uh, doing both, as you discover where their true strengths lie, or Mm -hmm. maybe as a business, what you need more of, right? Uh right. Uh, It can be a combination between the two. Um, Then your next hire will reflect that. So if you have someone who was, who's super detail-oriented and not as sociable, then they're going to be more set to go into a very focused transaction coordinator role because it's much more soothing and that's their strength zone. Um, and then the next hire might be more towards, you know, the marketing into things or vice versa. Okay. You know Maybe gotcha. they're really more on the um, social media. I mean, they're still detail-oriented and they're getting the job done, but, you know, mm-hmm. you can tell that they're kind of struggling on the super detail part. And yeah. so then you'll hire for the other one.
0: I say, okay, great. And um, so how do you do that hiring? We, we talked about, you know, how to attract them, be clear what you want, and then then uh, ask through your own network and, and be able to get them. How do I then, um, you know, do I interview that? How do I interview them? Or, or how does that work? Do you have a system part of the blueprint part of that?
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. And the team building blueprint, that's definitely what we go over. Um, and one thing I want to emphasize is as you're getting candidates in for the position, Mm-hmm. it's no different than lead gen baby, you know, like just okay. like you're getting leads for buyers and sellers, you're yeah. turning on their that faucet and qualifying, qualifying, getting systems and hurdles in place to qualify them further. And so, um, yeah, you're turning on the spigot of the, you know, sphere, um, past client strategic alliances, you're turning on the spigot of let's say indeed, you know, and
0: yeah, then I would right. funnel
1: all of those candidates into, um, You know, uh, a technology that we have it sees the market, and we have a recruiting section, and so we have landing pages for each position, and so then we have. Yeah, we have, um, and it's just ongoing all the time. To the point, even to this day, I still get submissions. I'm like, I don't know how to turn the sucker off. My web that I cast is like so far out there. But I'm like, I'm okay. It just proves that it's like a good lead gen system.
0: Wow, that's fantastic. So you have landing pages and all the terminology and everything. So basically, I could just come to you and say, hey, here's where I am and what my business needs are. And then you fill in the rest.
1: Yeah, so... um, You know, we have a job. We help our clients um, get clarity on the job descriptions, what they need. And then they have the step by step systems and tools to now have landing pages for whether it's a transaction coordinator, buyer agent, listing agent, inside sales, sales director, you know, expansion director, whatever it is that you need. You get clarity on that. Because once you have the formula, you know how to create it. You can create as many as you want, even different variations of the same position. Right. So uh, because people, you know, out in the world, people call it different things. So maybe it's, you know, a buyer agent or maybe it's just a real estate agent or inside sales or um, inside sales can also be, you know, business development, you know, like just different labels. And we'll have it in there. And what I like to do is, let's say, you know, whether it's Indeed or any other web based, you know, uh, some people still use Craigslist. I funnel right. them all to the site because on the site, I actually have a video of the position where I can communicate it even more clearly as far as what we're looking for in our team members. And it's that filtering, right? That leveraged filtering, because I want to be a magnet for those who are in line with our mindset and culture. And I yeah. want the people that are not to be like, heck no, I'm going away. I wouldn't touch them
0: with a 10-foot pole. That's great. Yeah, it's all about attracting what you want. And it's just a perfect way of doing it, being very clear and and having like those videos where they understand your culture, who who you want. You know, like if you're talking for a position of, hey, I need somebody really involved that loves data and, you know, Mm -hmm. probably... Seventy-five percent of the people are going to nix it, right? (laughs) They're going to say I don't, I don't want that, and uh, uh, and so it's a great way to just uh, get them in there. So tell me more. Tell me more. How does the system work?
1: (laughs) So, and I want to make another point too. Um, I funnel everybody to this webpage so that number one, we can stand out too. So you got to look at it from both ways, right? We're obviously looking at who's going to stand out from who we're going to hire standpoint, but that candidate. If they're a serious candidate and they're looking for a position, they're Mm -hmm. also pouring through like a bajillion resumes. I mean, a job position. And So as a team, as a company, how are you going to be different to the right talent that you want to connect with? Because there could certainly be a scenario where you have excellent talent that would be a perfect fit, but you could become one of a thousand. I mean, job positions they look at and you didn't stand out.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You know, in fact, there's really a shortage of talent in the labor pool now. And to be able to, uh, first of all, find that talent and you're doing that with your diagnostic tools, and everything. once you, you know you do, but to attract that talent and basically what you're saying, hey, you get to where you stand out and you're taking these limited resources and able to build your team with the most talented people in America.
1: Yep. So we have, you know, so check out our funnel, wherever it is, whether it's a sphere and you're sending out an email blast with a link where you're going to Craigslist or Indeed or any of the other job, a monster.com, what have you. I'm always putting our link on there. And that is the direction that they have to take. Right. The I next see. step is this. And I'll literally even do like arrow, you know, like where you point to it. So it's like if you miss this,
0: we got. other issues. <laughs> we don't want you to hit the arrow. Man. We don't want you to hit that. Like, yeah. Oh, that's great. And so really what you're doing is you're starting to um, as you go through the process, you're starting to actually qualify the candidate.
1: Oh, yeah. The and qualification starts from like day step
0: one. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> uh, and then You, mentioned, you
1: know, the uh, different assessment tools. So as part of our job description at the bottom. Right. It'll be OK. Here's your next step. Right. There's always a next step. So then right. it is to take the assessment. And uh-huh. so if they don't take the assessment, we don't even look at them. Right. right. Because, number one, they can't even follow directions.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: Two, we're not making a hire without it.
0: Right.
2: And, so, uh, and computer-wise,
0: too. to know mm-hmm. that at least they know the computer and how to do it. I assume it's online, the assessment tool yep. that you mm-hmm. do. And what do you measure in in the assessment? And do you have a job benchmark uh, that you compare it to, or how does that work?
1: Um, well, internally from our team, knowing and understanding the disk, because everybody on, on my team, whether the, you're in staff or sales uh, support, uh-huh. Um, all have uh, an awareness of the disc, and that's actually part of our language. You know, it'll come yeah, out very right. naturally. Oh yeah, there's right. such a high D or high C. Or, right. Oh, there's, there's your eye hanging out. You know, yeah. um, there's your, you know, whatever showing up. So sure. um, we know internally what we're looking for as far as mm-hmm. you know the range. You know what's yeah. what's acceptable.
0: And yeah. of course,
1: yeah. this is only you know a third of the weight of the process. You know, right. all the other evidence will override when needed. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, yes. as a when, when it comes in, it then the disk is actually when they take it, it's integrated into our system. So then it shows up as a recruit alert, uh, recruit lead alert. And then we have automated action plans that are triggered to send out certain drips, you know, and send things out for it. So.
0: Wow, that's fabulous! And just to make sure that our audience understands that the disc is D is for driver, mm-hmm. I is for influencer, S is for steady, and C is for conscientious. And that conscientious is that kind of data facts where the mm-hmm. I is this influencer is you had mentioned like yeah that D and you know and so for people to realize yeah D is this driver and we all know you know we all have uh, people that you know are like that so so that's fabulous so you you to understand and it's really in your culture and that way we can understand each other and and that you know it really goes deeper than um this isn't an employee you know this isn't a a person and we want to honor these people and and not judge them and by having this better understanding of people that um it, it really lets go of the judgment and you start allowing them to be allowing people to be who they are
1: Absolutely. And not only that, to add to that would be they get a higher level of appreciation for their differences, for their strengths from their fellow team members, rather than it kind of, you know, floating on by and you kind of, you know, for people or um I guess, environments where you're not aware of the disc, you know, they're different, but you don't know why and you right. don't know how it's really affecting you. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, I kind of had a feeling of that.
2: <laughs> yeah. When
1: you have a culture that's highly aware of different behavioral styles and you're like, dude, she's awesome because she's a high speed. Oh my gosh. Thank goodness. It doesn't have to be me. Right. Like there's this whole nother level of, you know, joyful acceptance, yeah. you know, on right. who they are.
0: Right, right. And then the other thing is it really puts you at another level, too, in the candidate's eyes because they're looking at this as, wow, you know, you really are, are serious about this and you have diagnostic tools in order to measure this. So it puts you already, it stands you out from most others because most others don't invest that time and have that understanding to really get quality people and to match the job with the person. Because, you, you know, if you don't understand what the job is, and you were talking about, you have job descriptions? That's so critical because when you understand your job, that a person coming in, they read the job description and, again, understand what's required of them. And it's either for them or it's not, and they'll be clear about that. So it's good for everybody. It's not only good for you and your organization, but it's good for the people that, are, are, uh, that, that you're hiring or recruiting. Um, and are most of these people um, virtual? Or are they actually coming in, or, or how does that all play out?
1: Um, uh, most of them are physical, and again, I'll uh, answer that in the context of the real estate oh, team. They're sure. going to be, you know, on site, but depending on the role, right? Um, but let's let's go ahead and assume the on site. Let's say, you know, either staff or sales. And um, here's the way I looked at it. Um, as I mentioned, you're guilty until proven innocent, right? You're <laughs> not talent <laughs> until you prove to me you're talent, and so we make them jump through so many hoops. Uh that by the time you can actually finish we know you want it right (laughs) like there's no doubt you had to work to get here yeah and the thing is is that the people but each each step has a purpose and they can see the reasoning for it and the value so the ones who are actually in the same mindset as we are the feedback that we get is you know what i really appreciate the process you have i mean don't get me wrong it's it's, uh it's tough
2: but (laughs) i really
1: appreciate it fact that you're taking the time to yes. you know make sure that we're a good match so blah, blah blah you know so that's a very common feedback from people who are conscientious of the fact that you have a system and they appreciate that like how much better yeah. is that
0: yeah for sure and i'm assuming that we're attracting uh, primarily millennials is that an accurate statement
1: um no you know, it's bad
0: Okay, yeah. Yes, you know, there's different needs. And and so, uh, like, for example, with millennials, you know, it's not just about the money. And it's about that culture and it's about, you know, you caring and taking the time. And so, uh, you know, and all of us like that, but, you know, it is a little bit different there. It's just not, hey, this is a job and doing it that they want to have flexible hours and, you know, these different things as as Mm -hmm. far as millennials are concerned. Of course, they're the growing population where we're going to be stuck with, you know, whether we want it or not. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have these these millennials to do it And, uh, and they're great as long as you understand them, too. And so is there a little about that, too, to understand kind of the generation and the changes in these generations?
1: Uh, you know, that's a great point. And, yes, having the proper filters will make sure no matter what generation they are. And let's use millennials. Right. right. One of the common uh, things that we hear about all oh, these millennials, they don't they don't know how to work. You know, <laughs> like they, they want something. for Right. right. So I promise you, this process will weed those millennials out <laughs> in a heartbeat. They will yes. be running yeah. from the process like no other, which is great. Which is exactly what I want. And then the millennials that are around that like yeah. talking about their hopes, dreams, and goals, that like yeah. actually having a plan to get their want uh, to to get to where they want to be as efficiently yeah. as possible, and they see the roadmap. They're like, "Dang, this totally makes sense!" Right? right. Those millennials are a thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. See, and that's just great. And, and that's where, and and uh, for some of those that, you know, read the articles on all oh, millennials don't, you know, work or lazy or, you know, whatever. I mean, that is true. There is a percentage of millennials. And like you say, you weed out the ones that you don't want for your business. And, and, uh, and there's a place for them too, but it's just not with our business and what we want. And uh, so tell me more. Tell me more on where you go, because I don't know. You know, it's just so fascinating. You have it all just down with these pages and everything. And and um, so what's the next step then? At, you know, the hiring on then? Right. So
1: you know, as you go through the interview process, though, and I'll just kind of tap into this, um, even though there's okay. a lot more to it, at least kind of give you a flavor. When yeah. you're interviewing and they take the assessment, right? So they already jump through like two or three hoops by this time um, from the first uh, look at the job post right um so right. they already jumped through two or three hopes and we review their resume and obviously there's um you know ways of looking at the resume so you're looking for are they a job hopper is how thorough is it you know and depending on the role if you're looking for someone who's detail-oriented you kind of have a high bar on yeah. what you expect from that resume presentation rather than maybe yeah. someone in sales who you know that that's not their strong suit mm-hmm. so um anyways from the resume you dial it down you're like okay it, it meets some of the basic requirements and Let's call them in. So then when you call them in, the dialogue that you have with them also. um, And you can do a first phone call interview and then call them in because, you know, that's more efficient as well. Um, But either way, your first conversation is going to be just, you know, initial discovery. I want to see if there's any, like, meat to the person, meaning do they have hopes, dreams, and goals when they, you know... Talk to you, what is their energy like? Yes, wow. someone in sales is going to be a lot more high energy, but even if your support, do they have a positive feel around them? Right? Yeah. I don't need any rainy clouds in my on my team. <laughs> like I want to be around you. If I have to like <sighs> dread going around your office, then that's an issue. Right? And then I'm paying you for me to dread going around your office.
0: Like it's so- <laughs> you're just too cute. Yeah, you know, this world, Christine, is is filled with everything that we want it's either the black clouds or the sunshine of people and so you're basically identifying that when you get in yeah i want to do it and you you mentioned this you know this energy that um, uh we're all made out of energy and so for us to be able to recognize hey i want those energetic people i want those people that are rocking that are fun that are enjoyable now at the same time like a c conscientious won't necessarily be real outgoing like that but they'll still have that good tone if you will to the mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. energy level and so it may not be you know rock and roll uh, uh, you know dancing energy but you'll be that good positive energy that's more subtle but still it's that the diversity and that contrast that you do want with your team so great so you do these interviews
1: yep and i want to yep. uh, add to that because As I start out, one of the first things is really getting clarity on what type of team that you want, you know, kind of the setting environment and the culture. And even if you don't know, it's like, take time to do that. Because in my head, I had, I want a work family that I enjoy being around that um, I look forward to seeing. And if anything is outside of that, then I can detect it very clearly because I'm so clear on the type of setting, the feel, the, you know, almost like smell, touch, feel, you know? Um, so yeah. I would say invest—I don't know—five, ten, twenty minutes to get clarity uh-huh. on that from the get-go before you even yeah. start thinking about, um, you know, adding somebody to your business.
0: Yeah, and the word that I love that you use there is family. You know, I just love that, and that, you know, some people have families that are (laughs) fairly dysfunctional, and so, (laughs) but we're on, you know, that, yeah, this family where we really care about each other, so Mm -hmm. whether you've had that experience or not, to be clear, that's the family that we want, where, you know, everybody's pulling together and enjoying each other's company and and, and building this, uh, uh, you know, it's just not an empire for the business, but for each one of us, you know, for Mm -hmm. each one members in there so love family okay go ahead <laughs> right.
1: um, okay so you um oh yeah so you're trying to check out whether they got some meat to their uh, on their bones right in terms yeah. of hopes dreams and goals do they you know um actually want to go somewhere or are they just like eh, i want to be here for like the rest of my life and i'm okay mm-hmm. and they're going to be a stick in the mud for everything right And so as I get into dialogue about them, you'll, you know, just ask the questions, whether it's, hey, what are your top three strengths, top three areas of improvement? What are your hopes, dreams and goals? You know, that type of conversation. Hey, what needs to happen in the next 12 months for you to be like super excited? 10 out of 10. You're smiling from ear to ear. Uh What needs to happen? You know, paint me a picture with your words. And here's Mm -hmm. the thing. It will happen if you say it. It won't if you don't
2: Uh go
1: for it. Paint me a picture. Right. Um, and so I really want them to, like, let loose and see what's all in their head. And so as I'm just kind of diligently paying attention, taking notes and seeing, um, you know, what they're saying, how they're saying it, how self-aware they are, their language will show you if they're on the positive side, like optimistic, solution oriented. Yeah. or if They're like, ah, they're at fault here or this didn't happen or oh, like somehow they're if you let them talk enough, they yeah. will tell you who they are. The exactly. negative ones were cut will hang themselves on their own with their own words
0: <laughs> you bet and and what happens there, that's a the law of attraction on it, I think. Negative things. It's a bad world, a tough world, whatever. What happens is you start attracting more ideas and more circumstances and situations that are that way. And so, thus, when they walk in, they can't fake it, if you will. You know, in that interview, is you you get into the hey, what are your hopes and dreams? And when they start having conversation, you'll know whether or not they went in that green slimy pit, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or if they went up into that heavenly sunny place and uh-huh. where they are. And those are the ones that you want and like you say you could pick that up right away you can't fake it
1: (laughs) that's exactly right like if you ask enough open-ended question and you do maybe 10 percent of the talking they do 90 they will show up you know Mm -hmm. on on some level even if they're doing their best to fake it if you let them go at it long enough pieces of them will show up even the parts that they're wanting to hide and um I just want to chuckle with this uh, with you on this one is I love, it just cracks me up. I don't love hearing it, but it cracks me up when I ask somebody, so what are your areas of improvement? And they seriously cannot think of anything.
2: Yeah. And I Lord, every time, I'm like,
1: there can't be that many people who are that unaware or really think that they have no room for improvement. But you will be shocked. It's just hilarious when it happens inside your head. You're like, are they for real? You know, yeah, but, uh, so, but that's yeah. some of the things that you'll see, you know, how self-aware are they? And even as they present it to you, how positive are they about it? Right. Are they too optimistic? Right. Not, you know, or not enough or right balance. Those are the things that you're reading into. And again, it's just um, it, once you understand it, it's very logical, um, yeah. but it's happening all around you during your interview.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, we just have a few minutes left. And so I do want to cover a couple other topics. But um, what other high points are there on the on your team building blueprint that we should be aware of and that you can provide an offer to us? And by the way, to get to you is Christine at Seize dot com. Right. Yeah.
1: So if you want to <laughs> okay. no, if you want to use actually um, what's going to be best for our team is info okay. at Seize dot com. And then okay. um, what is it? The team building group. It's basically everything I wish I knew. Uh, I mean, I had okay. on deck when I was building my team and right. it's all the nuances of things that aren't talked about, you know, it's like, yeah. Okay. So you post this thingy thingy, but then how about all the, you know, the treasures and the details, right? Yeah. And all those treasures are just left out and people are oh. floundering and how they're hiring, who they're hiring and how to even like go through the process. So let this is all about yeah. buttoning it down. And um, yeah. filling in all the gaps, so you can uh, work more. I mean, make more work less, and sure, uh, get sure. the off the least amount yeah. of hassle.
0: And I love this idea about more time and more money, and this is also the freedom that we can experience, and that it also bring bring joy. Um, that is so your uh, your. You're, uh, can you give us some examples of, of specific like a couple of teams that you help that you know maybe didn't have any and and their increases in revenue or whatever do you have some uh, real estate examples that you could share with us on some yeah of sure
1: class? i mean we work with teams um gosh of, of all sizes and for us it's you know even future teams and current teams we have clients that are you know doing um you know 100 million in volume you know have team yeah. of Twenty, thirty plus to teams who are uh, starting out and making their first hire, you know, and they're uh-huh. busting at the seams as a single agent and really, you know, wanting to take it to the next level and you know are yeah. pretty much burnt out, you know, and they can't right. keep going like this. And um. so it allows them to really find a way to you know leverage out and do it the right way. And uh-huh. we have and oh, we we have teams that are <laughs> coming in that are all backwards coming in you know oh what did you do okay it's
2: cleanup time
0: yeah 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 wrong people in the wrong position relatives that you know really shouldn't be there Oh my or (laughs) or they're like
1: no yeah this is i i got it right i got great people doing and i start asking questions well no well not really well
2: (laughs) but that's okay uh,
1: right that's that's why this is here is because i went through that I know what it's like and um, to to have a framework in place you can use for your team and other future businesses, I think is just so cool to know sooner rather than later.
0: The team building blueprint by uh, Christine Lee. Just uh, uh, amazing. Two more quick questions for you. Um, Powerful language of leaders. You're one of the masters of this. and Can you just give us a two minute recap of, of what is that powerful language of leaders?
1: Man, so as we get into behavioral styles, right, it's you got the people who are the hard chargers, the high D's, and you have, you know, your amazing support. You can't live without. That's the um, high C's. And there's a huge gap in how you talk to each other. There's a huge gap in how you talk to yourself as an entrepreneur. You know, it's like, oh, I got to do it all. Or now it's a who can do it. And it's powerful language mm -hmm. and questions. And so the language can come in terms of as you're being a hard charging, crazy person, hurricane in your business, you know, language around leading the team. So they get where you want to go, but also you meeting them in the middle. So you're not just like, oh, I want to do it my way. And you're like whiplashing them. There's actual specific ways of being with your team and the ways Mm -hmm. that you can speak to them, speak Mm -hmm. to their language where you don't have to freak them out, okay? If you're turning some (laughs) sharp corner every time you come back from a conference or have an idea, it wears on your team, and there's collateral damage that you can't even begin to count, and you actually find out about it way later. So what is the language behind being able to patch maybe some damage already done to the team through Mm -hmm. having powerful conversations of discovery Even something as simple as, tell me more about what you think about this. What is your experience with this, right? How would you rate your experience with your success in your role? Like, you'd be surprised at the honesty that comes from that. Uh, And then the next conversations you can have. It's like, people don't ask, like, the point blank questions that can lead to clarity on how you can make it better. Like, did you know that they were at a 4 out of 10 in terms of satisfaction in this part of their role? You know, did you Uh, ask? And so the language um, of leadership is really about closing the gap between you and your team members. Because when it's just you, it's like you, 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 you. It's you're the me monster, me, myself, and I. (laughs) And then once you have a team, You have to, you must bring them along. And so knowing how to have those conversations, knowing that you even have to care about it, that like, it's a thing to care about, right? It's a thing. Um, And so just providing you with the different types of language that you need to have on the team and accountability, um, even just connecting, uh, pulse check, performance, all of that is language based.
0: And what you do is you tap into people and people, all people have the ability to be just tremendous in different areas that they are. And what you're doing is you're tapping that into people and they're tapping into their potential by being that way. Millionaire systems. Tell me a little about millionaire systems. I love the name. <laughs> I know. <Millionaire>, right? Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: number one premise. Everything is a system. It's a people finding system. It's a people growing system. It's a client experience system. It's a lifetime referral system. Whatever you want to do more than once, that you don't, you want to be able to make it repeatable and scalable is yeah. a system. Even down to the dialogues, the scripts, the training—you name it. I challenge you to find something that's not a system.
2: <laughs> it's all a system, right? Um,
1: yeah. And the parts to the system is these three elements: people, process, and technology. And you have to have those things come together for you to have any successful business, any millionaire system, any system that's going to enable you to be a millionaire, make more while working less, has to have those three pillars um, in a great place. And any one of those kind of clonking down, it's like a three-legged stool. It's going to like make the stool get uneven. And you're going to feel it in any other part of the business. And so- the team building blueprint is probably a subsection of the millionaire systems and the people part of this, um, the pillar. Um, but now it's going through the whole business right mm-hmm. now. Once you have the right people, you actually have to have the right process and to have the uh, execute the process efficiently. You need to have the right technology. So yeah. those things all synergize with each other. And that's kind of what the millionaire systems embodies.
0: That's fantastic. Again, how do we? Uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you and your uh, wonderful team building blueprint system, the million dollars systems, the, the power language leaders? How do we get a hold of you? <laughs>
1: all right, you can go to seize dot com and you'll see the information on there. And um, you can go through you know the information and in the process. And we're more than happy to help any way we can.
0: Well, thank you. And any last uh, comments that you'd like to share with all of us?
1: Yes, I love the not you game, right? The not, the the not I game. And so don't do it yourself, do it through others, success through others, and having amazing, talented people by your side. It's just a lifelong thing. And what you learn, if you learn the proper principles in business, it actually has direct impact. The same principles carry over into your life in terms of the language that you have with your spouse, your kids, the way you think about things, look at things, the way you communicate with them, Um, And so just don't think of it as a business thing. It's a life thing.
0: It's a life thing. Absolutely. Christine Lee, we thank you so much. You've been just terrific and so knowledgeable and helpful for us to really have more, to be do, and have more with Christine Lee. Thank you so much, Christine.
1: All right. Thanks, Doc.
0: Okay. Bye-bye.